Welcome to Badger Tough Inside the Circle. I'm your host, Craig McCorney, here with Hall of Fame head coach Alan McCorney, here to give you another super exciting week of Bennington Wrestling. As always, you can uh, send us questions that you want answered on the podcast, and, and we'll get them uh, usually answered near the uh, later part. Um, you can shoot us an email, text, or even just in person ask us. And sometimes uh, we answer it then and think it's good for the show. But uh, always go ahead and send those in. I guess to kick things off, any comments about how the start of the week went between practices and getting prepared for districts and state? Um, I don't know. Just uh, I guess the kids have been practicing well the last couple weeks and kept that up. Just only problem was, unfortunately, I had to... Um, an injury situation happened on Wednesday, which, um, you know, is very unfortunate. And, you know, this late in the season is hard to get come back from. And um, But, uh, you know, those things always – this time of year it's always scary uh, that you have something happen to somebody because there's just not much time to, to recover. But uh, um, anyhow, we just got to keep going forward with that and with the team and – and uh, see what happens. But uh, otherwise, <clears throat> great week overall between JV, varsity, and the girls. So I guess we'll get to the, all the details later uh, or soon. Or right now, <clears throat> I guess we can roll in. Uh, JV, we had a last-minute add-on to our schedule with Elkhorn South. Yeah, a very late add-on. Uh, we tried getting it lined up to start the year off, and they didn't have any openings. But... Uh, um, they had a, a late opening come up <laughs> less than a week before the tournament started, and they asked us if we were interested. Um, I knew that our JV uh, had lost two tournaments earlier in the year, um, you know, and they, they need the mat time, too, to keep getting better. So uh, we jumped on that and, and uh, got them some mat time, and actually they did very well. So um, happy to see that. Um just going down the list, I I wasn't there, and, and uh, you weren't there, so we're just going by what we see and what we've heard. <laughs> um, we had, first of all, John McAllister at 106. Uh, um, goes uh, 2-0, and basically wins his weight class, and actually had Matt Berman in the same weight with him, and they just didn't wrestle those two. Um, so they're basically co-champions because Matt ended up getting – uh, two wins also, so um, and they just didn't wrestle each other, so co-champions of that weight. Uh, ben Bufakeo, um, you know, just uh, really dominant in his. Uh, went two and zero, two uh, first period pins. Uh, so he's continuing to wrestle well, and um, wish we could have get him in a lineup somehow. Just things hadn't worked out lately, um, you know, in the varsity duels and stuff, but. Because he's a quality wrestler that would help us out, but just uh, how things fell um, these last few weeks, hadn't been able to sneak him in there. Um, then uh, also at 106, and, uh, Jared Larson, um, they had multiple 106 pound weight classes. Yeah, apparently had many, plenty of kids, and and uh, nice thing is Jared, he's he's about 95 pounds uh, soaking wet, so. Uh, a lot of times he's given up a lot of weight to kids, and unfortunately here they were able to get him 
uh, matches against kids his size. So he had a very good tournament. Uh, gets second, goes two and one, and so I'm real happy to see him go out there and get some matches, get somebody his size, and and be able to be competitive. Then uh, we had Jose at 132. <clears throat> uh, Jose got second, goes uh, two and one. Just uh, his only loss is a, a close two to zero loss, um, but uh, you know did a good job, wrestled well. Uh, Gabe Burge um, wrestled 132. He's actually one tenth of a pound over 126, so he had to bump up and uh, turned out okay, I guess. Uh, he went three and zero and and won his his bracket. And then uh, let's see. And they kind of skip all over here. I'm looking at uh, just going off track wrestling. <clears throat> I guess we'll just go down in order how they have it listed. It may not be in weight order, but uh, Ethan Allgood is listed next. Uh, um, had a real good tournament. I've been real pleased with Ethan's progress this year. Um, you know, being a new wrestler, uh, you know, physically he looks like he's got a lot of tools, just uh, experience-wise. Um, you know, struggle at times. But uh, I thought has been really coming on this last uh, few weeks and had a great tournament. Uh, goes three and zero and wins wins his bracket there. So great for him. Well, and he was you know talking about him coming on this late in the season. Uh, he's challenging for a varsity spot and you know, just kind of a I guess a recap of of how that works when uh, JV's challenged for a varsity spot. If the varsity guy wins, it's over. But if the JV guy wins, uh, it's a two out of three, and he, they pick up that first one. Um, and he pushed it and got that first win to push it to a two out of three and just uh, didn't quite make the spot in the next two matches, but definitely uh, pushing closer to that. Yeah, and with some of our uh, upper weights graduating, um, you know, we're going to need some of those uh, guys to step up in the upper weights and, and uh, continue to improve, and so... Good to see improvement, so that's going to help us down the road. Uh, then going out of order, but in order of track, we had <laughs> uh, at 138, Dawson Frost um, goes 2-0 and and two pins uh, to win his his bracket. Mm. Or, it looks like he went 1-1, one and one and it must have been a three-way uh, tie, 1-1. One one. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I was just reading the first place, and there was two matches there. Um, but... Uh, Yep, he goes one and one, but because he must have pinned his guy faster than anybody else, they must have all pinned each other. Uh, because he pinned the fastest, and he's gets the first place. But and these aren't really true brackets, I guess. They're more they pool them together and get uh, uh, three or four man around robin, so that everybody get gets matches. And uh, but still, they tried matching up. They asked for. Ability level and and everything, so they try matching up by ability. So, you know, they got competitive matches, and we put Dawson in at the, you know, the highest level it can go because that's where we feel Dawson is at, and and so, but uh, you know, still getting first place, but so we'll go with that. <laughs> and uh, 138, um, not the same 38. There's 138A and 138D and 138D. We've got Nate Hennings uh, finished second place. Uh, went one and one. So um, 
good to pick up a win there. And uh, <clears throat> then we go down to 170. Uh, you know, Jacob Strader, uh, he he gets third place. Um, so good for him to get a win there. And, you know, he, he works hard in practice and, and uh, you know, and is, is very aggressive in there, working hard. But, uh, you know, again, a new – new wrestlers just starting to pick up on things and I, I've been seeing improvements here late in the season and so it just takes time to biggest thing is is the balance and positioning that's where people struggle early on um, and that's kind of where he had been at but he's starting to figure that out once he figures that out uh, as his work ethic will, will help him uh, do very well and then we go to we got a whole bunch of 152s. We got 152B, Logan Vancheck. All right, Logan gets second place. Um, you know, goes uh, two and one, so good for Logan. Um, 152C, <clears throat> Avion Brown gets fourth in his uh, pool. And, and then 152D, Houston Hill um, gets first place in his, um, goes uh, three and oh, so. Um, really, a lot of wins um, at this tournament, and and uh, you know, so that was really good to see um, how guys have improved throughout the year. Because early in the year, they uh, they weren't getting quite as many wins, but uh, uh, you know, a lot of that was just experience. Um, but uh, now they got a you know season under the belt, pretty much. There, I, I think they've improved quite a bit there. And, Real happy to see the results from this uh, tournament. So, it's pretty much I got out of this. Honey, you got anything else? Not really. Not not there. <clears throat> I guess okay. uh, just roll into the girls' districts. Let you get a little bit of your voice arrest. Been kind of <laughs> both of us kind of yelling a bunch this weekend, in different ways. Yeah, kind of exciting weekend. So yeah, I'm hoping the voice makes it all the way through this thing. Yep. Um, I uh, kind of jump around in, in a different order. Uh, actually, I'm going to start off with Riley. Riley uh, got cleared to wrestle as we're driving out to West Point. So we uh, got her on and got warming up and just uh, just wasn't quite – her knee wasn't quite ready to go. So, uh, unfortunately, she didn't actually wrestle in the tournament even though some people might have seen her in there for a moment on track, or for a little while on track, actually. We entered in, her in early just in case, um, but <clears throat> not quite uh, able to go at it, um, which was unfortunate. It would have been tough anyways, have, you know, a couple months off, but she was really wanting to wanting to give it a go and just couldn't quite. <clears throat> um, at 138, uh Kendall drew the number two seed right off the bat and um, fell to her and then had a, a girl from West Point who just – all that girl wanted was a head chancery. The whole time was just snapping right to a head chancery and um, eventually caught Kendall and uh, pinned her there. So uh, Kendall ended her season at Districts. Um, I think it's been a good year. I'm, I'm probably going to repeat this, but the girls have come a long way, and 
Uh, you know, from where Kendall started, you know, back at the beginning of the season, if people remember even the black and blue duel has come so much further, so far along. So really proud of her and, and uh, excited to see next year as uh, she continues to work and and hopefully do do well next year. <clears throat> at 114, uh, we had Jana there. So <laughs> Jana drew the number three seed, who happened to be Selena. Um, unfortunately, we just the the we could so part of putting in two wrestlers is everything else's seating goes as normal. There's no separating teams on the seating, and so just the way the number of buys and where the buys ended up landing, um, she ran into Selena, and you know we're looking at through the rules to see if there's any way to separate them out or but or move things around, and basically we would have to just keep drawing basically more or less selena probably ha- would have to get the buy or <clears throat> Jana and instead of like drawing it over and over and over they just it didn't make sense to to try to fight it especially since the rules say you have to do it normally so um so S- selena won that match and then Jana had a girl from uh, omaha northwest and Jana went out there confident and aggressive and was dominated the first period and pinned her late in the second period. Um, so got a nice win there. And then uh, ran into the girl from Papillion La Vista who ended up taking fourth in the tournament and and uh, lost that match. But, again, you know, lots of improvements over this season, um, battling tough. And so, uh, again, excited to see next year with Jenna uh, how, we can, how well we can do next season. Um, sticking at 114 uh, with Selena, uh, like I said, <laughs> drew Jana that first match, and um, part of those rules that I talk about with having two wrestlers uh, being able to be entered in at districts, um, even though she got the pin, we don't get the bonus points out of it. In the end, we weren't in a heated team race, so it wasn't uh, wasn't that big a deal on the bonus points. But then she had a girl from Papillion La Vista who she had a tight battle with early in the season and pretty much dominated the whole match didn't get the pin but got a 13 to 2 major decision and just a real good match the whole way through and and dominating and wrestling well and no mistakes or anything like that and controlled the match and kept the pressure on the whole way through <clears throat> in Selena's semifinal match she had a uh, Girl from Omaha, Marion, and just like her first match, you know, good, you know, had good technique, good shots, um, dominated and pinned her early in the second period to put her in the finals and uh, qualify her for state. Um, then in the finals, had the number two girl ranked uh, by any Russell in the state from West Point Beamer, and, um, just same thing we talked before the match. It seemed like a, a broken record here, but really Selena just wrestled, wrestled real well. Wrestled her her good technique, you know, good shots. Um, all of her shots she got in deep on. Um, she actually got taken down first, and uh, was able to recover and uh, just keep at it and got out, got an escape somewhat late in the first period and then got a late takedown on the edge and just never looked back from there just dominating the whole match 
um, getting takedowns, turns, reversals. Actually, the West Point girl took top in the second period, and we noticed that watched in her previous match that there was a move she was constantly going for, and we're very aware of it. And Selena did a good job of not giving it up, and eventually get you know not getting caught in that move, and um, eventually was able to get a reversal, and then by the late in the third period, ended up pinning her. So pinned the number two girl in the state to uh, be a district champ as a freshman. And not just a lucky pin. I mean, she dominated the match. Right, yeah. She didn't catch her. She was turning her and almost turning her time and time again and kept the pressure on top, and it wasn't even close, at, you know, even leading up to that. Other yeah. than that first takedown, it was all Selena the whole match. So, uh, you know, I told her afterward, if she wrestles like that, there's no way in the state that she can't beat. So she wrestled her her best tournament by far this year and super proud of uh, how she did that um, and looking forward to, to continuing that in two weeks at the state tournament. <clears throat> um, and then, yeah, basically just working backwards order on the weight, I guess, at this point. Uh, yep. <clears throat> At 100, Macy continued her domination of uh, every Nebraska girl this season. Um, <clears throat> got a pin in the second period of her, her quarterfinal match. And uh, first period pin in her semifinal match in 26 whole seconds. And then uh, had the Revis from Wayne who... Macy's been itching to wrestle all year long. Would have, would have seen her at Winnebago, but they were in different weight classes and was really wanting to, to wrestle her and came out strong and dominated the whole way, the whole minute 48, and uh, turned her and pinned her there too. So <clears throat> Macy became the, you know, with the her win in the semifinals, she became the first state qualifier uh, in girls wrestling history for Bennington and then uh, the first district champion. Yep. So Macy continuing and hoping to see her I said, dominate uh, down at state in two weeks as well. So Yeah, I don't think she's even won a full mat <coughs> full match with a Nebraska wrestler. I she, think you're right. I I guess I could, I could look it up, but uh <laughs> um your only match where she went the distance is I think it was from Iowa, so yeah, and uh, you know, I think we'll we'll talk more about it next week as we preview state. But um, by that that last round is super important. I think even more important with girls at districts this year. Not only obviously in the third and fourth place match, super important because top three qualified. So that was your heartbreak round, not the normal Konzi semis. But the the district final match is ultra important because with 12 at state that sets them up with the first round by and puts them right in the quarterfinals and you win that and you're a state medalist so sets them up well you know puts two other district champs on the other side of the bracket and so you you only draw one district champ on your side of the bracket we always talk about you know a good draw can become a bad draw if you lose at the wrong time Again, having that first round bye helps kind of eliminate one of those potential matches that could turn it into a bad draw. Obviously, anything can happen at state, but um, you know, having two district champs really set them up well, I think, for state. And I guess we'll probably touch on that next week when we cover state for 
girls and boys. Yep. Um, as a team overall, uh, we took seventh place uh, had, out of uh, 21 teams that uh, had girls wrestle in it. I think there was a total of 25 in our that were registered for a district. Assigned. Or, Assigned to the district. Assigned to the district, but there was four that didn't have girls by the end of the season. Um, so out of 25 with only four wrestlers competing, um, you know, took seventh place. So that's a pretty good start. Everybody that finished ahead of us had more girls compete in the tournament. Um, and we finished ahead of an, a number of teams that had more girls competing in it. So, uh, you know, really good performance by our girls and exciting, excited for the next next couple weeks yeah and really we had yeah we had four girls but only three scored because mm-hmm. you uh, when you have two in the same weight class one of them does not score and so um you know jenna did score some points but uh that didn't count just because they're in the same weight class but yep. uh, um but so, we were more interested in giving the girls opportunities wherever they were at that they fit best rather than trying something for the team when you only have four girls you're you're probably not going to compete with teams that have 12 like Pierce. Yep. <clears throat> so, anything else you want to touch on that? No, the main thing is just super proud of the girls this year. Um, you, you know, there's you know, a lot of the buzz around Bennington Wrestling right now is winning the, the the boys win the state championship, dual championship, and, and all that. But, uh, um, you know, that – you know, don't let that overshadow what the girls have accomplished. Um, you know, that to start the year off, there were people doubting that we'd even have two wrestlers, girl wrestlers, and they were questioning whether we should have it or not. And uh, fortunately, um, the school went ahead and gave us a chance. And um, not only did we have more than two wrestlers, we had six total come out. Uh, two couldn't finish because of injury, but uh, um, then we also had two. Uh, two district champions and and so just great accomplishment for the first year um wrestling for our, our girls and um you know if we get this thing to grow um you know I, I i see some young ones in middle school or that are coming up and you know our two state qualifiers are freshmen and uh, you know we start getting more girls out uh you know this this thing can really explode and you'll know, we'll be talking about state champions for them uh you know not only individual but teams down the road here and, and not very long not very long down the road either if, if things work out you know i got a couple ideas on how to grow the girls program we just got to get the um, administration on board and we'll see what happens but uh, uh super proud of them and and uh um you know because this is a great accomplishment for them becoming district champions and not just one or uh, you know, but two of them. So really happy with that. And like you said, talking about, uh, you know, the other, uh, Kendall and, and Jana and, you know, how they did and really even Kiana and, and Mm -hmm. Riley, when she was able to compete, uh, um, you know, they did great. And something I noticed, um, earlier in the season as was that, uh, I could tell that, uh, um, you know, we were a little bit behind um, just because some of those other teams have had girls for a couple of years and and uh, the teams that are out there winning. Um, you know, they've had girls for 
probably three, four, five years now in girls' programs, and so they're getting fifteen to twenty girls out now. And you know, when they started out, they're around five or six, and so um, you know, we're about four or five years behind some of them in experience. And um, you know, not that they were better than us; they just were more experienced. But uh, the great thing about it right now is that there's not a lot of a lot of depth that you can. Um, you know, throughout the state that uh, uh, we get girls on board, we can jump right, real, right to the top real quick. And and I guess that's kind of our goals. Yep. So. <clears throat> all right. That's all I got, I guess, on all that. Yeah. And then after that, we hightailed it down to uh, Kearney from there. We talked about it ahead of time and said if, if we could leave West Point by 3 o'clock, we could make it down for the finals duels. As long as the boys did their job, and well, obviously everybody knows the the boys did their job, so I guess we'll uh, dive into that. Did, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, I guess kind of exciting weekend. Not only girls. I mean, I mean we were watching, checking the girls' results throughout the tournament, and we even during some of the break we uh, had it up on the phone watching. I mean, we saw the the finals matches for the for the two girls, so uh, we followed along while we we're out there as much as we could. But uh, um, we only watched stick figures because the Wi-Fi there and the cell signals weren't quite as good, so we only yeah. had to watch stick figures. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, stick figures are probably as exciting as some of the matches, I guess. But uh, <laughs> the way they stalled. But anyhow, that's a whole another story. Uh, so we started off with uh, Broken Bow. Um, you know, going into the season, Broken Bow had the most returning state points and uh, most returning state qualifiers. Um, uh, you know, so a very tough team, and in fact, even the most returning state medalists too. So uh, you know, they're they're not only a good team but a deep team, and um, you know, so that was a, a very tough first round draw, and and. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time this past week watching their film of, you know, of their kids wrestle at, at some tournaments, and that's a great thing about track wrestling nowadays. There's some tournaments that have them, and they have it on there, and you just go back out there and watch you watch the film. Where in the old days, you'd have to somehow get the film. Way back in the really in the beginning, you'd have to talk to a coach and somehow get a VCR tape, or meet him somewhere and get the tape if you wanted to watch somebody. Yeah. You know, and then then Huddle came around, and now then you could exchange video, and now with track you can just pull up the tournament, and watch it, you know, if they have it. So fortunately, there was a tournament that they were in that had a lot of matches, and got a chance to look at a lot and get a real good idea. Um, usually, we like to see people that gives us an idea how to wrestle them and what what they do. But the scary part was we didn't get to wrestle Broken Bow, and so. Uh, luckily, I was able to watch them on video, so I got a real good idea, but uh, still not quite the same as actually competing against them. But uh, um, So I was a little nervous going in because um, that first round is, I mean, every round obviously is extremely important, but the first round is is important as fact that uh, you lose, um, you know, the best you can get is fifth place, and there's no trophy for fifth place, and it's just you're wrestling for pride. and uh, nothing wrong with that, but uh, you kind of like to bring some hardware home one way or another. And uh, so, fortunately, we've been there at this state dual tournament five times and brought home hardware five times. So, um, kind of like to 
like to bring that hardware home. And this year we we brought we completed our set uh, and <laughs> brought home the the first place. Uh, so um, we've had a, a runner up, uh, two thirds and a fourth already. But so we we needed that first to complete our set. But uh, anyhow, as far as the duel goes, um, you know, I say Broken Bow. They were you know they're a very solid team. Uh, they really weren't too flashy, um, but something I noticed they, uh, you know, they they kept scores close. They didn't do a lot. Um, you know, a lot of people like to call it stalling, but uh, um, you know, uh, it is what it is. You just gotta gotta wrestle, okay? Um, but uh, you know, so even some of the uh, that could make a, a mismatch, make it closer and then you don't get the bonus points you like to get but uh um thought our guys wrestled real well um we started off uh, unfortunately we started off down a little bit um we lost uh, the first uh three out of out of four matches um and one of them was a forfeit uh, you know carter lurch we were trying to save him for the last match i felt that you know after scouting and looking at what adjustments we could possibly make um i felt that uh um we can get by without without uh carter and, and kind of save uh save him for later when we really needed him uh so we took that risk early on and and didn't go out and wrestle uh gave him six points but uh so we started down um it was like 18 to 6 um and then uh, caden coil came up and uh had to Chauncey Watson from Broken Bow that uh, actually beat him last year at the state tournament. Um, and it was a close match, and then uh, Watson caught Caden with the headlock. And, and uh, you know, so I know Caden was really itching to get back at this and get his revenge and, and really did a great job. I mean, this Watson's a, a good wrestler, and and uh, he's really wrestled well against some people. I You know, I watched it saw some results where he only lost by one point to the state runner-up uh from garing and and so i mean it, it's a good solid wrestler and so um really great to see caden get a 12 to 2 major decision I and mean, he really just dominated the whole match and and uh caden really wrestled well uh and then we got uh, uh then we got on that got us on a roll um both Kale and Connor got some pins, um, and then Kyler ends up getting a major decision. Uh, you know, kind of did something to his finger in, during that match. I think kind of slowed him down for a little bit. But uh, fortunately, the rest of the tournament he wrestled well. That didn't didn't let that bother him. When um, Braxton come in against uh, um, uh, Cyrus Wells from Broken Bow, who's rated number three in the state, so that was one of their matches that you know they wanted to have a chance of winning. The duel, they're they're going to eat bonus points in there. So um, Braxton did a great job. wrestled wrestled him tough. Uh, only lost three to one. Uh, you know, and uh, had an opportunity at the end, keeping it that close and. And, uh, you know, Braxton, didn't, he kept it close by wrestling. You know, there's some teams are keeping it close by laying there on the mat, but uh, uh, that's not our star, uh, style. Our style is uh, we're looking to score and, and constantly uh, be attacking, and and uh, Braxton does that. But, uh, um, you know, his opponent was just uh, um, 
you know, real tough to score on. And, and uh, you know, and so we end up uh, losing a close one there. But, uh, um, and then uh, going forward, AJ got, got a win. Um, unfortunately, that uh, that was a match where I felt that uh, we could possibly get a pin. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, again, it's one of those things that, um it was kind of frustrating. I, mean, I, I hate the. I don't want to get on officials or anything like that. I badmouth them. I'm not. Don't mean to. I thought overall officiating was very well in this tournament, with one exception. Um, I, I thought they let the stalling go way, way, way too much, in all the duels. But uh, other than that, I thought, you know, the rules and everything they they did a great job with. But uh, uh, and, and that's something I going to talk to one of the head officials at our state tournament this year or maybe ron higdon the head of nsa something they really need to take a look at is um when you're in dual championships um you know those teams are just going to lay on the mat and and uh to help not get pinned or something like that and and there's some just terribly obviously stalls going on not only in this duel but other duels um that they really need to take talk about it before that that uh you know that they need to make sure kids are wrestling um you know and and following and following the rules of, of stalling too i mean it's um you know and i don't i don't mind that it's against us or they call it against us you know when they i mean they were consistent both ways uh, don't get me wrong but again our style is more aggressive so we weren't getting that position the only problem was that there was times where we were being aggressive trying to get some turns the guys just laying there but one time we got called for stalling and we were because we because we couldn't turn the guy because he was laying on the mat so that was kind of weird but on this match you talk about looking for bonus and possible pin i mean this kid's no slouch he's rated at 138 so it's, no it's, i think got the wrong guy uh, oh yep, you're talent, right. they, yep had, they moved up their rated yeah they moved right. him up yep okay um and we and we kind of knew that too going in that that's a possibility um that talent harold that, that aj wrestled he's not he's not a bad wrestler but i felt that aj can get some bonus there um he wrestles up to 45 they flip back and forth but uh we knew that they might move and i decided that we're not going to move aj up because um you know watching that wells too that uh uh well he's another one of those that doesn't do a whole lot and lays there and he's going to keep it close and and i didn't think aj can get bonus on him so that's why i felt i'd leave aj there and and uh, we brought dawson frost in to wrestle um you know you know dawson being a senior i was really happy to be able to give him an opportunity to wrestle here and and it wasn't we didn't bring him in just to give him a match it was we brought him in because i felt it would help the team and and technically it did help the team because um you know normally in a situation like that you get a highly rated wrestler like that against the uh, when your backups, um, you know, the expected thing to happen is that they'll get a pin. And but I have a lot of faith in Dawson. He's, a, you know, he's a hard worker and and has a lot of heart and wrestles hard. And and he did. He never laid there, never stalled. He wrestled hard. And uh, but he didn't give up the pin or didn't give up the tech fall. So he, it's that's that's like scoring two points for us. Um, you know, in a tight duel, that that could be the difference. Um, I mean, it didn't end up being a difference here, but it did it did help the team out. And so uh, we're glad to see Dawson go out there and really proud of Dawson for how he, he wrestled hard the whole time. Um, and 
and kind of part of what our, we were, our plans going in was uh, to give us more point, points was to then to move Hunter Anderson up, you know, to avoid their rated wrestler because I also felt that he can get a win over the 152-pounder. And and uh, it was a pretty tight match most of the way. And then, then Doss, or I mean Hunter uh, did a nice job of, of catching him on his back and getting the pin. Um, so that really ended up paying off big time for us. And, um, and you know, and even then at that time, even when we put Dawson in it, uh, before Hunter, uh, the duel was still in question. So, um, you know, I put a lot of faith in our two seniors, Dawson and Hunter, to, you know, to make the moves, and, and uh, those guys came through. Um, so that was great. And then, then Dalton and Blaine finished it off just like we were – hoping and expecting um but again you never know since you haven't wrestled them uh both those guys got pins to really uh put it uh yeah you know far out lead so and put it away and so that was very relieving um to get that one over um just because like i says you lose that you know you're all you do is wrestle for pride and uh while there's nothing wrong with that and and uh if you continue to do that, uh, I kind of like bringing some hardware home. Yep. So, <laughs> so plus I also felt, uh, you know, our next duel coming up was going to be Waverly or, uh, because they had won theirs already. And I, you know, going into the tournament, I felt that they probably would win and, uh, they'd be in the semifinals. And I, I really felt that we had a good matchup against them, that our matchups favored us, um, by a fair amount. And, and as it turned out, uh, uh, it did. So they were the second one up. Uh, but again, we're we're starting behind uh, after three matches. Uh, you know, it's uh, twelve to four, so we're down twelve to four already. And and uh, you know, a lot of that's it's nothing with the guys that we have. It's just that uh, we we wrestled two teams with uh, their upper weights are just solid um you know uh kale end up losing giving up a major decision but uh you know as kale coffin since we got two kales uh but uh uh you know that, that kid's a tough kid beat carl lurch the week before um you know emc so he's very good and kale was in their battle with him and uh you know uh, kale i i feel kale has had a great year this year um you know, he came up from JV. He's just a sophomore at a big man weight, and and uh, uh, has wrestled real well. And and uh, really feel that uh, another year of maturity, um, we're going to see some big things out of him next year. And that's 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 pretty exciting to me um, that we got a big guy up there uh, that's going to continue to help us out. But uh, so after we got down twelve to four, we got to the what's that ten to four. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That's right. Yeah, because Kale kept it closer. That's right. He didn't get pinned, so kept that score closer already. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was predicting twelve to four, but uh, yeah. See, so Kale already helped us out. Um, so anyhow, we hit the strength of our lineup then, and and uh, won the next six pretty much all by pins except for one. Um, you know, so we really kind of. Started running away with it. Um, then we ran into a couple, couple. They're they're tougher guys, and 
Um, you know, they made some moves too, uh, kind of desperation a little bit more than anything because uh, they knew uh, going into it was going to be tough for them with our lineup and how we matched up. And, uh, you know, and they made some moves. They moved their, uh, their 26-pounder up away from Kyler and thinking that maybe they could get a win uh, over Braxton or or something. And, and uh, you know, they moved all their other guys up. and uh, But Braxton took care of that and pinning their guy and put that to an end real quick. And, um, you know, and uh, but that gave us an opportunity, too. We, we did a little bit of a shift, and that was pre-planned because uh, you just don't know. And, and uh, um, even though we feel we're in good shape, uh, a match go wrong one way or another, uh, and you flip a, where you'd expect to get a pin, you get caught and get pinned. Um, you know, that's happened before. Uh, uh, and, and, in fact, technically it kind of happened in the Blair duel uh, in a way, and I'll get to that later. But, uh, uh, you know, that's a 12-point swing, and that and things can get ugly real quick in, in tough duels. So we, we had already pre-planned to uh, move Dalton and Blaine up. I felt both of the, they can get wins at, if they both moved up. Um, Otherwise, I, I also knew that they that Waverly would be making some moves, and and uh, you know I, I think Dalton could have beat that Kemper Reed. He, he lost to him at the EMC duels, but uh, he was just coming off his injury, um, and not and actually more of an illness injury and an illness later. So he was at that time just his timing was off and conditioning and everything wasn't quite back, and uh, so but I but still rather than taking that chance, I felt we can get two wins moving up and maybe even bonus and and uh, so um, one of the great things about dual tournaments uh, is that uh, a lot of people contribute to the wins not just your your superstars um, you know I talked about Dawson the match before the duel before and in this one we got Logan Vanshek in there and uh, you know super proud of Logan too uh, he went in there and, and really he's up a weight class where he normally wrestles and now wrestling varsity against a ranked wrestler. And uh, so a tough draw for him. But uh, uh, what that does, that helps us move the other guys and, and uh, you know, and, and get him in the lineup and, and force them to put somebody out there and not move up again to, to wrestle. So, um you know, Logan went out there and he wrestled hard. Um, you know, just obviously the guy has much more experience and stuff and ended up getting a win. But, uh, you know, Logan didn't back down. He went out and wrestled hard. And, again, that helping out the team, giving us an opportunity to move guys up. Um, and then Dalton and Blaine both came through, both with pins. And so that was that was great to, again, separate us at the end and make a pretty convincing win. Uh, to put us in a championship match so uh then then the state championship against blair um you know blair beat us earlier in the year and and really by a fair amount too much in my opinion but uh <laughs> one point's too much anyhow but um you know going into this duel <clears throat> um you know, thinking that I, I had it scored out 33-33, you know, and thinking, man, this is, you know, where can we find points? And this is actually after I made some adjustments to what our plans were to move around. Um, and, 
it's like, all right, now we we got to figure out how to get one more point somehow, you know, bonus here or bonus there. Um, you know, so uh, we knew it was going to be very tight. So and then, of course, uh, we had to start again down some. Um, was it 17 to 0? Was that 6? 13 to 0 after the first three. So we like coming from behind, apparently. I guess. <laughs> but again, it, part of that is uh, we put, we had to put Carter in. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of Carter for, for giving it a go. Um, you know, his injury was fresh. And I think if he had a couple of weeks to, to, to heal up from it and maybe even a week would have helped a lot. Uh, he might've been able to go uh, better, but, uh, um, you know, unfortunately he couldn't get it, couldn't go very well. And, um, and this is where it really was a 12 point swing in Blair's favor. Cause Carter pinned, uh, the Blair kid in our first EMC duel match, first duel. Um, you know, so that, that's a big thing to overcome for our team. And, and, and so, uh, um, that's part of the reason why we started way behind. Um, but, uh, then, then our kids wrestled real well, you know, we won, um, you know, Caden had that low just again. And I think every time Caden's wrestling, it, it seems that he getting closer, um, may not seem like it. He keeps losing in overtime <laughs> to him. Um, but you know, there was a time where you know Lotus is just very, very tough on his defense. You know, and really hard to get through. Um, you know, but I, I thought there was a time that Caden looked like he had a nice deep shot, but just where they're at, they're end up going out of bounds. So he tried making adjustments, and you know, to that. And if they're in the middle of the mat, he he may have finishes that takedown, and and that would probably be enough to win the thing. Because we keep saying, if he just gets one takedown, we think he can he can win it. Um, cause he's always lost by one point every time, uh, in overtime. So if you get that one takedown regulation, then, then you don't even go to overtime, but, or if uh, you get it in overtime or if you get in overtime, it's all over. Uh, <clears throat> yep. But, uh, but he did get in a deep shot, but just where, where it was on the mat, um, you know, he wasn't able to finish it. Um, then another time he got in another deep shot, but, uh, uh, Lowe just countered it very well and. And, and that's something we're looking at opportunities for him to, to improve on, uh, Caden to improve on and maybe uh, be able to adjust and, and get that takedown from that situation. But uh, um, I know it's frustrating for Caden, um, you know, not to get in the win, but uh, uh, hopefully he's getting closer and closer. And the next time they meet up, uh, he gets it, you know, and that's, that's the one's going to count the most. That's going to be uh, – possibly for a state championship or at least semifinals at state to set whoever up for the the best chance for an opportunity for a state championship. So keep working there, and maybe one of these times is going to be his time. So then we go through, like I said, the tough part of our lineup, got some good wins, and really had a battle for some of the um, – the wins that we had, not only wins, but I mean, the the bonus points. Um, you know, they, their kids fought hard, but uh, they also laid on the mat, and and uh, you know, and and um, you can't fault the kid. Don't you, you know? Don't uh, 
you know, fault the kid out there uh, or the coaches. I mean, that is part of dual wrestling uh, is when you're overmatched is not to get pinned. Um, we that's talk some, about that all the time about not giving up bonus if you're overmatched. And right. like you said, we go about it differently, but it's still about not giving up bonus in those. Yeah, and, and our philosophy is we're, we're attacking, trying to score, um, and then also wrestle smart that, hey, you know, don't, don't put yourself in a situation, but we're never looking to, to lay on a mat. I mean, you don't, I don't think you – I'd hope you wouldn't see one of our guys laying flat on a mat, head down, arms out like he's in freestyle. I mean, that that happened in one of the matches, and I just couldn't believe it. And then we get called for stalling on top of it, which, which is even more unbelievable, but – and that's called the official not understanding the 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 situation. Um, you know, we're working for a turn, and and he's saying we're not getting off the hips. Well, he, that's just dumb. I mean, you, you're working for a turn. You don't. It, if a guy's laying flat on the mat, like yeah, he's got to. You got to. Yeah. Well, what, what uh, Connor was working for was a near leg Turk, is what we call it, and. And he's got some turns out of that that are really good. And, you know, he's working trying to get it. He's working for something. The other guy's just laying there. So why are we getting called for stalling? He can't get off the hips if your move involves you locking down a leg with your legs. Just like when you throw legs the other way, they don't. it's not stalling. Yeah, it's usually stalemate. They, they call it stalemate. And that's why I'm saying I don't think they understood the position or what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't, you know, but... Uh, um, you know, so when I say don't be mad, the kids, uh, the opponents, the coaches, I mean, they're doing their job to win. Um, it's, you know, it's something the officials need to be maybe better educated on, and that's why I says I, I plan on talking with uh, some head officials at the NSA and, and even possibly Ron, just just something that they, they should really talk about in the future, when you, especially when you're talking about dual championships and really any time that I mean, even state be. championships, if we're going to be – in a close race well right i mean it's you know they you gotta understand what's going on one thing that bugs me is when they say well you have to get off the hips well that's not wrestling just getting off the hips yeah. if you if you're just you're what they're asking is to circle out and circle back in is that wrestling no that's and it's just crazy because they'll <laughs> they'll say okay go ahead like if you do that where you just like circle out just for a second come back like oh okay you're clear like, but, but that's not wrestling. Right. That's just circling and, and. But anyhow, it's just checking off a technicality box. Yeah, at that point. So, yeah. anyhow, <laughs> um, so yeah, we really had to work for some of those. Um, you know, AJ just busted his his behind trying to get the pin, and he finally got it late in the match. Get getting kind of worried that he wasn't going to get it because you know the kid was doing everything he can to to lay there and not get pinned and. Um, you know, same thing with Rotonia is the kid just, I mean, just laid there. And I mean, you know, and, you know, like I said, doing his job, he's supposed to, but, um, that's something officials need to make sure that their kids are wrestling like they should. And, uh, it's not on the kids and themselves, but again, we always tell our guys, they can't focus on what they can't control. They can't control the officials calls. They can't control what your opponent's doing other than, just going out there and wrestling them uh, and find a way. So they did find a way. AJ found a way, got a pin. Um, you know, Connor couldn't quite find it, and that's not be a fault of Connor's. It's 
I mean, the kid's ranked as high as number two in the state, and, and Connor beat him seven to one. I mean, that's a that's a downright beating, really, and for, for a guy just, that laid there. Yeah, the kid stalled to to not give up points and still beat him seven to one. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, enough of that, I suppose. Um, so we uh, end up, you know, through AJ, guys did what they needed to do, um, you know, and and uh, uh, we're hoping to get another point or two out of that that uh those few guys but didn't quite get it done but we're still we got a little bit of a lead <clears throat> and uh you know and really where things got crazy is from 138 on up um you know I, we had some plans going in how to because I, I seen what they were doing for moving around and i knew what our plans were uh to give us an advantage or try to get an advantage um I mean, it was just a chess match. I, I don't know if I, I remember a duel in a long time, if ever, that so much uh, adjusting or planning or thinking went into who we were going to put out there um, and when. Um, you know, and uh, they, they uh, that Templar, that Brock Templar, they moved him up to 145. Well, they. Uh, one thing with that was that, uh, and, you know, we won the coin flip, which was good. So we, we thought we had advantage where we wanted it. Um, uh, but obviously they came in with a counter to that and, and, uh, it was kind of back and forth and, uh, but, uh, they moved their, their Brock Templar up, but, uh, you know, we felt, I mean, we, we didn't have a choice at that point cause AJ had to stay out. The, the problem with the coin flip was it, there was a couple different ways we could have looked at it whether we ch- chose odd or even and, and, uh, uh, you know, if we had chose the other, then they might've done something different. And I thought this was the best opportunity for us. Um, uh, and fortunately everything turned out for us, but they moved up. Uh, and obviously AJ had to go out and do his job. He got his job done, got the pin, uh, sure had, a, he earned it. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, and then, uh, um, their Brock Templar moved up. Very, very tough wrestler. Ranked pretty high. Hunter wrestled him pretty well. Just uh, ended up giving up a late, uh, you know, back points that uh, gave him a major decision. But uh, um, you know, and then they uh, moved the rest of their guys up. Pretty much from then on, they moved everybody up a weight class, except for 195. Um, and. Uh, you know, at that point, we're we're trying to our our plans are already out the window because I saw what they were doing, and so we had to, uh, originally we were going to move Hunter up. Uh, then we decided not to. We decided to keep him down, <clears throat> uh, and uh, yeah, let's see. I mean, we had a lot of things going on. We were going to put in yeah, we we're going to put in Dawson, move Hunter up, and um, you know, move Dalton up, and and blaine all up but now we now all of a sudden things are happening so uh we end up changing our mind with dalton when he came up because they brought their 52 pounder up who's who's a state uh he's ranked in the state um so a very tough match for dalton and really when we got to 160 after we had some switching around we pretty much knew what was going on at that point uh we were looking at it going boy we're we're in trouble here. We, we need to have, um, we need to pull an upset someplace. Um, you know, we expected Luke to get a win. 
uh, felt as very comfortable with that. But we needed to somehow get that duel within five points uh, when it came to him. And and uh, uh, so just looking at it, um, you know, Dalton hadn't wrestled that uh, uh, kid from Blair, that Cammy Joe or however you say that name. but Cameo. Uh, Cameo. Yeah, I think that's right. Cameo. Um, so we don't know. We didn't know how that would go, but obviously uh, we've seen him wrestle, a great wrestler. So we probably weren't favored in that one. Um, and because of the moves, how things went, and because we're limited on how many wrestlers we can bring, uh, we weren't able to put somebody out at 170, so we were going to give up six there. And and uh, and then Blaine had the series from Blair that uh, he's lost two close matches to. So he would need to get an upset and uh, you know to do it. So uh, on paper, it wasn't looking good for us uh, at that point. So we needed somebody to pull it off. And and uh, really, Dalton came through and got the win. A last-second takedown um, to win How it How he got the takedown. <laughs> I haven't watched, re-watched the video yet on it. i got to do that at some point. It was pretty wild there because he was up in the air about to look like the guy was about to finish on him and take him down and yep got a foot down or something and scramble and all of a sudden boom he's on top with legs in with five seconds left yeah that's just great hip hips and and also um you know good feel for uh positioning all that stuff and you know that's what experience gives you um you know, Dalton's a freshman, but he's also got some experience. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's got a lot to to work on yet to get to where his potential is, and and uh, that that's a positive thing because he's got a high ceiling there. And and uh, but he got the big win. Uh, my opinion, that was the the big win of the tournament for us, um, the entire tournament, because uh, uh, without that. We're not celebrating at the end. Luke's pin. We're just um, happy Luke got a pin, and then we're walking off shaking hands. But uh, Dalton got the win, and right then we're looking at we're starting to do the math. Going, we, we got this. Blaine, long as he doesn't get give up the a major. Well, and come to find out, I think he, as long as he didn't give up the tech. Well, right. Looking looking back at it. Well, with, with tiebreaker, yeah. Right. But we don't know that at the time. At least I don't, and and uh, I don't want to get to the tiebreaker. <laughs> I'm doing anyway. the math behind you during the match. <laughs> and, and that's fine, but I, I'm trying to figure out how to win, yep. with, win, it, win it right out. Plus, it's more fun to, to win it at the end with a big pin and then... Yep. And then... You tie, and then you all the kind of things. Everybody calms down, and it's just quiet until they figure out who does it. It's just not as exciting. It ruins the fun. But uh, so, I mean, and, you know, we, we talked about um, team stalling, trying to keep it close. Uh, you know, again, our philosophy is attacking and, and looking to score. Um, we could have told Blaine to lay there, mm-hmm. just give up a decision, lose by seven points or less, and, and we win the state championship. I mean, that's – uh, that's, uh, I mean, some coaches will do that. Um, we didn't even talk about, I didn't, even, at least I didn't even talk to him about that. It was just like, let's go out there and get the win. And, and, uh, you know, it came down to 15 seconds. They went out of bounds. And at that point, uh, for him to get a win would have been, you know, to get the take that he was, you know, it was going to be difficult and it would have been more dangerous because, uh, I think they, they knew the situation too. And, 
they were going to try throwing and something. So I was like, all right, that's it. we might just shoot. And if we shoot and they catch us just right, you know, and get thrown to our back. Um, but we wrestled for all but the last 15 seconds, and we just told them a circle at that point because low percentage chance of winning, uh, high, you know, and the risk wasn't worth the reward. So, and yet um, circle, not run backwards. Exactly, you circle and hand fight, not not run out of bounds. Um, so, uh, you know, we wanted to win. We wanted Blaine to win, and and but uh, didn't turn out that way. But uh, he still did his job by by uh, wrestling hard, and not not getting uh, giving up any uh, bonus points and. So that set up for the excitement. Um, you know, we we're down by five, and and we're looking at it going. We got Luke McDonald, and uh, Luke is back there just foaming at the mouth. He wanted to get out there and he go. He loves wrestling, the pressure and the wrestling under the lights, and that's when he turns it on the best. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, I wasn't worried about him getting the pin. I knew he was going to get the pin because I yep. knew who they had and at that weight, and um, you know, and and so I. I I knew that we we're gonna get the pin, as long as we didn't hurt the guy and do something <laughs> illegal. Um, and, and I'm not saying Luke could do it intentionally, but sometimes when you get excited and and uh, uh, you can overdo it, over excitement, and and drop a guy on his head, and all of a sudden uh, he's injured and it was illegal, called illegal, and and now you lose the match by disqualification, and there goes the state title. And so uh, my discussion with him was Luke just go out there wrestle and pin the guy don't do not uh pick him up and bring him down hard and uh luke almost listened <laughs> he 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 shot in and got the guy up in the air and i was nervous and brought him down and you know yeah i don't think it was a slam but some officials you know you got to be careful yeah. uh, i'd say 75% would not call it a slam, but there's those 25% that you just don't want. Uh, but the kid wasn't hurt, so that was good, too. Wouldn't. But uh, Luke went out there and just, you know, like you said, he lives those big matches and, and uh, really shines when the lights are on like that. And, um, some college coaches are going to like that. And so yep. um, pinned him in 16 seconds, and that was, so that was pretty exciting. And, and uh, you know, our crowd and kids all went wild so um you know a great moment for for the program and and uh you know for our program to get their fourth state title and and uh first dual championship and um you know and dual championships are just a little bit more exciting when you win them because it's in usually a fashion like that or something and uh you know and it's the whole team and um, like I said earlier, there's guys that contribute that normally aren't starters, um, you know, like Dawson and Logan and, um, you know, and other guys moving around that are contributing. And, you know, and then there's, you know, some guys, you know, wish we could have got in and didn't get in and kind of feel bad that we move guys out, move others around. But it's it's all about the team win, and um, that's what duels are. And, um you know, so real proud of the whole team and how they wrestled and, uh, you know, and, and uh, really overcame a lot, um, you know, to get there. Because really think about it, um, you know, we uh, lost, um, 
Connor Breck early, very, very early in the year. I, I think he would have been in the lineup somewhere. Um, either him or Dalton probably would have uh, gone down 152. And, um, you know, while Lane, uh, you know, um, tried his best and worked hard, and I think there's a great potential with him. He's just, you know, like as he's young, freshman, thrown in a difficult situation. Um, you know, Connor Breck is probably our biggest uh, – thing that hurt our team this year losing him um he would have done great things for us uh you know so that was huge um you know losing joey uh you know there's there's a slim possibility we get him back next week but uh we'll see um you know that hurt because he he hit really helped us out early especially early in the year uh you know he wasn't giving up bonus and when you know and he won several matches and when he didn't win he wasn't you know he he wasn't giving up the bonus because you know he wrestled hard um so that that hurt us and then obviously carter's injury on wednesday i mean it just uh when you lose three guys like that that's very very tough to win a state title um but our guys overcame it and did it so yep. really proud of them <clears throat> so you know we could talk about a lot of other things that could help us but uh um in the end um it's who we put on the mat. Those guys did a great job this weekend. So super proud. Yep. Um, I, know, I guess that's really about all I got on that. I mean, we can go through individual results, but I think we basically it, did. <laughs> we basically did. Uh, you know, and then this is, again, this is a team championship, not an individual championship. And, uh, you know, different than a regular state tournament. So, but pretty exciting. And then, yep. uh, Ride home was also pretty exciting. So <laughs> really, really kind of a little surprised and really happy uh, about the turnout that we had in, uh, in town. As we came back into town, uh, we got an escort in by the the fire truck, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I know there's a lot of teams that, um, not just Bennington, but other teams, when they go to state tournament, they have the fire truck take them out of town um that hasn't been our our philosophy we prefer uh to keep things normal we're, we want to celebrate the win not celebrate the they were going to state um so we haven't done the, the fire trucks out of town uh we've only done fire trucks parade in town uh and so this is at least my third fire truck parade into town um and i don't know if that's dan if they had one in 87 or not but uh, i know the 90 team the 2000 team and then this team we we got led into town but really pleased with the you know i didn't know how it would turn out actually i kind of set it up before let them know that there's a possibility and um you know and i did and especially when carter got hurt i was like oh man should we why why they even bring it up but well, well in case it happens um you know and so uh then, then we got the win, so we called him up and said, all right, we, we did it. <laughs> but uh, still didn't know since there wasn't any kind of advance notice. And Plus, I kind of want to give it a surprise to the kids. It's more exciting when it's a surprise and they see the fire trucks and see their eyes light up and and stuff. And and so uh, it may not have been as exciting in the van behind you, but uh, <laughs> the kids were yeah. had the windows open and they're screaming, state champs and all that stuff. And you know, as we came past the fire station, their truck was pulling out. Some of the fire, 
uh, firemen there. They were waving flags and and screaming at our kids and cheering them on. And and uh, then we went through downtown past the two bars and uh, there was some kind of big dance or something. There's a uh, band that band was playing stumbling. But apparently they made an announcement there that we were coming and we won it and and they must have had everybody in the band out there because <laughs> it was it was a line of people all the way up and down the street and so really happy that they recognized the kids like that and and then we went on past we had to go past uh, the warehouse of course um, you know and and uh, they had a bunch of people out there too they emptied out the warehouse and and cheered us the kids on so. So super happy with the what the community support gave to us in that in that manner, cheering our kids on back. Cause it was after eleven thirty, and it wasn't sure if we'd have anybody out there. We'd just be driving around, following a fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, word got out, and and uh, the community support us. So happy for the kids to experience that. So, yeah. I guess that's about all I got on that. Right. Unless you got more to add to it. Nope. I was going to talk about that uh, at the end here, but I guess you covered it already. Um, I guess we'll roll into previewing what's what's coming up this coming week. Uh, kind of first thing on the practices or, or other general stuff, I guess one thing I'll start off on, and we've already you know talked to the girls, but uh, all the girls will still be practicing. Uh, you know, we... A couple of things, uh, we, you know, we want to make sure we have good practice partners uh, throughout. We do this the same thing with the varsity. Last year was a little different with COVID and everything that we had to play it safer and, and not keep all the JVs. But typically, you know, the whole team practices all the way up to state. Um, so the same thing, go for the girls. Uh, not only does it, you know, give us, you know, more practice partners for the girls that are competing, but it also helps the girls out uh, as they're continuing to try to get better. I, I liken it to why a bunch of you know why college teams want to go play in the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Bowl when they've got five losses. Well, you get a chance to have two extra weeks of practice. That could go a long way to, instead of just being done with the season and, and coming back next year or so. Uh, it helps the girls that you know didn't qualify for state. They're still getting a chance to to work hard and improve and yeah, practice. No conditioning for them, so that's always kind of nice. Uh, we so, always condition the guys. Do so, we? Yeah, uh, we. I think the first year I I started that we didn't, and then it it just it became those guys were kind of messing around and it was a little distracting to the guys doing uh, conditioning, and so we just. It was just normal practice. They conditioned and whatever else. Well, since the first year you didn't do the conditioning with the guys, we'll go the first year here. There won't be any conditioning for the girls this, this next two weeks that are that are not uh, competing at state. Macy and Selena, they still got to do conditioning. We still got to be in top shape. So, but yeah, uh, all the girls will be practicing just like normal. Um, so we'll have a full full week of practice there. Anything else uh, you want to talk to as far as that? Um, not specifically. I mean, I think you got the other things covered yet. The event's coming up, but uh, be a normal week of practice for our guys, I, I suppose. Yeah, and then Tuesday, the JV back to the. It's not the Lincoln High JV. I can't remember the exact. Is Simpson or Sampson? If you're looking yeah, for Harold Simpson invite yep. or something like that, JV. So, so that's on Tuesday afternoon at three thirty. 
Yeah, I believe that's what it is. I got to look up this. I think they did send us something. Um, I got a track login, but I didn't get any other details. Yeah, I do remember the track login, but I don't remember if I got any other details. That uh, Sometimes they send them to the ADs, and, and uh, usually they're pretty good about forwarding it. But if they send it like on Friday and, and I don't know that he was busy or something or and does, doesn't get it to us. But anyhow, we'll, we'll double-check that. But I'm pretty sure based off past history that's 330. Um but uh, yeah, definitely, that's the one of the top priorities right now to uh, to get that information out. What's going on there? Because that's on Tuesday already. Yep, and it's it's a good one to wrap things up. Obviously, with COVID last year, we didn't go. They had to limit it down to like eight teams or something. But that, that's usually got a, a bunch of teams in it and like five mats, and uh, you know, a lot of times it's you will wrestle three Lincoln kids. Whereas the Lincoln kids will wrestle three non-Lincoln kids. Um, I don't know if that's still how they do it. It's been a few years since I've been to it, but that's how they've typically done that. And, you know, it's, it's a good chance to, you don't see as many Lincoln kids on the JV level. So it's always good competition for our, our guys there. And then Friday and Saturday, it's the boys' turn to go to districts and uh, qualify for, for state. Uh, that's down in Aurora. Uh, Friday starting at 3.30, uh, and then Saturday uh, at 9.30 in the morning. I was staying in York that overnight to try to stay as close as possible there since Aurora's a couple hours away. Um, and like I said, top four qualify for state out of that. Um, anything you want to cover on that, teams or... Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's uh, obviously a district tournament um, to qualify to continue on state. Probably the top teams out of there outside of us. Uh, looking at Aurora, they're a top 10 team. Um, Plattsmith is another team that uh, they got some individuals that, I mean, they're not a great dual team, but they got some individuals that uh, they're not ranked in the top 10, but they're close. Um, yes. Uh, some of the rankings that go beyond 10, they're probably around 11, 12, 13 around there. So not a bad team. Like I said, again, more individuals, um, you know, and, and that's has a couple individuals. That yeah. Are tough. You know, it's, it's several teams have some individuals, but not a lot of strong teams. Um, I, I think we'd have to mess up pretty bad not to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we gotta, you know, when we get back Monday, we gotta refocus our guys and and and, uh, uh, you know, while it was a pretty exciting weekend, we, you know, we got big goals down the road. I mean, that this last weekend was all about team and, and going forward, it's all it's about individuals and the individuals uh, create the team success. So uh, going forward, it's all about getting individuals, helping them succeed at the highest level. And first step is getting through districts. So um, teams we, there. We kind of mentioned a few, but there's also Ashland and Boystown, Columbus, Scotus, uh, Concordia, DC West, Elkhorn North, Mount Michael, Northwest, and and Ralston. So uh, a number of those teams, like you said, have have quality, you know, good individuals, rated individuals, but not quite the team depth that we have, other than you know maybe say Aurora. Yeah, and as far as districts go over the years, I would say this is we've had generally we've competed in 
tougher than average districts. <laughs> so this is probably slightly below the average district, I would say, quality-wise. Um, oh, darn, I guess. <laughs> we've, we've paid our dues, you know. Uh, yeah, if we can get some extra in there, that's that's great. But uh, but then again, there's also the flip side. It, uh, if you're in an easier district, um, that means some of the tougher guys in, in the state or in other districts that uh, – you may draw them earlier in earlier rounds at state. So uh, there's positive and negatives to both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how it is, it is what it is. We don't have a choice on that district. Uh, so we wrestle who, where we go and do the best we can and and move forward to the state tournament then. Yeah, and that's, that's based on serpentining team, you know, returning team points, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, it's meant to kind of spread it out but you know injuries and other things sometimes change that a bit too well one thing also that helps out is we were the number one team in that district mm-hmm. in returning points so when when that's the case that means the other teams are are returning less unless they have some kind of trans well even transfers are counted yep um, but unless they have some freshmen coming in that are are super studs um you know that's you're going to probably be the best team in there and and uh and when we're we were the second best team in the past or third, you know, of course those districts feel tougher just because there's somebody tough in there. And so um, that's always good to be with a tough team. Yep. Anything else you want to cover on the on the boys stuff or with the breed? Nope. The um, districts. You know, the one thing with girls is just kind of a weird thing where. Uh, they don't have any competition for a whole week or, you know, they're basically two weeks they are off, but, yep. uh, um, you know, it, that's not necessarily bad. They kind of get a chance to refine some things. Um, every, all the other girls across the state are in the same boat. So, uh, you know, it's not like they're gonna, um, you know, fall behind anybody cause if somebody else is getting competition and keeping sharp, uh, we just got to keep that, keep them sharp by practicing properly and, and all that. And then when it comes time to state, take care of business. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else you want to touch on? You kind of already took two of the things that I had on our list and talked about. Uh, them well, I didn't as... even look ahead. I just start talking. <laughs> uh, like you said, Monday, it's you know refocusing, you know, celebrate last night and today, and Monday it's it's time to refocus. Back to work. <laughs> Back to work, and like we talked about earlier this week, just taking it one competition one one match at a time and just focus on the next match at hand and nothing ahead of it and you know letting other people talk and on social media and whatever else and we ignore it and just do do our jobs and get ready to to compete yeah because if we listen to social media we were supposed to lose that blair duel yep but uh guys didn't listen and took care of it one of the things that got kind of brought up was you know potentially getting wrestlers on the podcast and stuff uh and we did that before once or twice um and then you know with covid it was kind of like well it's kind of tight in here so maybe we we shouldn't so maybe something we'll have to still pretty tight well now we're we've also moved into my office i don't have to set up the equipment every time and tear it down and set it up and tear it down so it's all kind of semi-permanently set up now. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll have to 
look into something else in the future that gives us a little bit more space and see if any of the yeah, we could squeeze in looking I, at it, but yeah, come on, you need to clean up a little bit. This yeah, mess. well, I clean up a little bit. There's some space. We got the couch here. Then they can sit on the couch and. Yeah, so we'll have to figure out something maybe in the future on that one. So, all right, and we need to bring in more coaches too. Yep, yep. So, well, you got to get on the on the job there and get her done. Yep. Anything else you want to chat about? Nope. <clears throat> all right, I got it all. Well, uh, I guess tune in next week. Uh, we'll recap the Lincoln High and JV and and the boys districts. Hopefully, uh, bringing doing our jobs and bringing home a. A team title there and qualifying 14 guys maybe we'll see and and uh that's the goal then we'll preview the state tournament from there for both the boys and girls so we'll have by, by the time we have our podcast next week we'll have brackets we should have brackets by then yeah so. got girls brackets we'll already brackets. got the girls brackets but i figure we'll just preview them all together then so yeah, it's too early to preview anyhow for the girls I yep all right, uh, till then, see ya.